Hi, I'm Sophie Luxton, and this is Holding the Fire of Motherhood. Hi everyone, December 30th, 2020. I'm just getting this one in, just under the wire. So I have been thinking about doing a podcast on how I am digesting 2020 and it's really about sharing and also being sure that we have so many things in common about what we struggled with and what we learned this year and also to inspire you to find your own way of digesting 2020. And I think it's important to look back at the year and see what is there to see so we can move on in a way that feels clean, that allows a new year to have its own magic. Um, Also acknowledges what was hard where, oh, what was hard? What was hard and what was heartbreaking and to be able to extract some learning something from 2020. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you, I've actually digested it a few different times, meaning I've looked at different things, I've written down different things, and I've also followed other people's suggestions on how they're digesting 2020. And so I will share an overview of what I've done, and then I will share some particular areas that were big areas for me in both the darkness and the light in big struggle and also deep learning. So one of the funnest things that I did was I did a list of all the things that I had done this year. And when I finished the list, it was freaking mind blowing to me about how much I did because Without writing it down, I forgot a lot of the stuff that I did. And I kind of feel like it's easy for me to slip into a space where I feel like I did nothing. And this year was a total waste. And um, um, this year was just one way, just the hardness. And then I do this list and it was filled with so many things. It was filled with um, classes that I took classes that I taught, challenges that I joined, courses that I joined. Did you did you do a lot of learning like I did? I just jumped into a lot of courses. I put stuff on there even if I just dabbled in it. For example, I purchased an online parenting course. I've only watched about five videos, but it goes on my celebration list because I watch five videos and I purchased it. Um, I think I did three or four courses I was in a I joined a business mastermind I joined a business course I um, hosted lots of things I started the podcast I um, and and these are all things that are 
almost external expressions of my my desires, my productivity, my overcoming my fear to do certain things and getting shit done. And and then there is a whole host of things, the internal stuff, the internal celebration list, which is huge and um, which I'm going to come to later on. So doing, doing a list of celebrations was super fun. Highly recommend it. Then I did a list. Um, and I've done this all through, all through, uh, Corona about what's hard. And I have a training on my YouTube channel, which I will be opening up in 2021 on, oh, a process that I have for digesting stuff. By digesting, it means I'm super stuck, super cranky, super grumpy, just mired in the shit, and I need to express and see and talk and verbalize and know where I am so I can move on. And I call it the ha-ha method, H-A-H-A. And you can do this on your own, you can do this with a friend little bit of a tangent but actually kind of not because this is part of part of what I used in order to do this particular digestion of 2020 so the first H is hard what was hard the second a, the a is acknowledgement what do you want to acknowledge the second H is when you give yourself a hug and you say you're freaking awesome I love you you rock you're doing an amazing job and then the A, the last A is for awesome. So ha ha, H-A-H-A, we have what was hard, what do you want to acknowledge, give yourself a hug, and what was awesome. So if you have a chance to ever check out that training, it's pretty powerful. So I used some of that in how I did this particular digestion. So what was hard? Ooh, um, so much was hard, so much was hard. And you know me, I think it's really important to acknowledge the hard. And what I did that was a bit different was um, acknowledging the hard and seeing what I could extract from those greatest struggles that I had. And what was the lesson? What was the learning? What was the aha? What was the breakthrough? Because I did find that my greatest challenges this year were also where my, hmm, interesting, both my deepest learning, but also my deepest desires. You know, the next, when we step into that next evolution, we're hitting all the struggles, all the challenges of those next layers that want to come undone. So we are hitting both our greatest, our current, our present greatest challenge and our greatest desires at the same time. So what was really hard and then what was, what's the gift? What's the gift of the hardness? Even if it's not finished, there are so many things that are still hard as we go into 2021 that are still hard for me that I am still working on. So all works in progress. But what is the current learning? What was the lesson? What, what can I take with me is the thought and what was awesome when I did that celebration list of all the stuff I mean I did some awesome stuff there was awesomeness then 
looking at what am I leaving? What do I really want to leave in 2020? Most of that for me is things that really kept me stuck, that kept me stuck, that kept me resistant, like just shit that got in my way. I'm not so much talking about I want to leave all the hardness of 2020 behind, although that um, sounds uh, tempting, but it's more what are the things, what are the ways that I approach things? What are my internal limitations? What are those crunchy, tight, hard things that got in my way in 2020? And I really desire to have those leave. What do I want to take with me? I actually, there's a lot of things that I want to take with me. Um, Flexibility and resilience. I mean, I know now how much... I can deal with. I know how much uh, my guy and I can deal with together. Not always perfectly, but we, we can deal with it. Just have an expanded idea of what I am able to deal with. So that's one thing I'm taking. Um, and lots of other great habits. I've developed lots of great habits and routines that I'm going to take with me. And there's more. I'm going to come to the more, the more part. So that's, that's one way that I digested 2020 and am digesting because I, I keep on doing it because it's fun and I don't, I don't want 2020 to go and I haven't taken this sacred moment to be so conscious and intentional and fierce about seeing what happened, acknowledging what I did, acknowledging where I struggled, acknowledging where I persevered and succeeded. And I just think it's so important. I want to, I also don't want to fall into this thinking, oh, 2020 is over. Thank God. Let's just move on because there was some gold in that shit and that there shit hills. There was some gold there for me. Okay. So then these are the other, so then this is the other thing that I did. I looked at areas of my life. What happened with my body? What was all the learnings? What happened with my mind? What happened emotionally um, with my heart? What happened to my family, business, all this stuff. So that's the other thing that I did. I divided it up into categories because I was kind of interested. Yeah. What did I learn about my body this year? What did I learn about my mind? What happened in the old cranial this year? What happened in my heart this year? And my emotions? Uh, what happened in my family? What happened in my business? So, and so maybe, how many is that? One, two, three, four, five. That's five or six. So if that feels helpful to you, maybe that would feel good. The six areas or eight or 25 or three that you want to write about it's kind of like um taking this it's like when you watch a movie and it's got eight storylines 
And of course, all the storylines are intertwined at some point. Like the body is intertwined with, with what happened in my mind and my emotions, my family and my business all intertwined. And it's kind of intriguing to also take a little, a little look at each of the storylines and go a little bit deeper. I had an interesting year with my body, I would say. I got way more physical this year. I got past some body fear over injuries, which was amazing. I was also in pain quite a lot because I'm still figuring out my threshold. I did tons of dancing for the first couple of months. I think I did Gaga dance classes, I don't know, four times a week. And then I, I taught a lot of movement classes this year. And I then I got into Les Mills, which is this, I'm just loving it. Because I actually love working out, y'all. I love working out and I miss it. I've been, uh, I have old injuries. I have limitations. Like I, I, I cannot now do what I used to do, which is so fucking frustrating and true. And so I have to, I can't, go balls to the wall like I used to. So I have been struggling with that. And now I'm in a place where I guess, you know, remember what I said, learning is ongoing. <laughs> I guess that I'm getting a sense of where my limitations are and that I can't actually do everything that I used to do, <laughs> but it's feeling good. Um, and right now I'm doing a class called The Class, which I've just been, I'm probably just into my third week. Every, every movement thing that I have done through the year has been perfectly, perfectly suited to what I needed. And so now I need the class, so that's great. So I've been moving a lot and I've been walking a lot, mostly because walking was the only way for me to get out of the house, especially when there is nothing to do. You can't go and get a coffee. You just go for a walk and then you have to come back home. So I've been doing a lot of walking, which I love. I have been, I have been on and off coffee this year. I, I went through a phase, hmm, when was that? June, July, May, August? I can't remember. When I was off coffee for maybe three weeks or a month. And then I'm, I'm back on coffee now. And you know what? I doing my morning routine and to know that coffee is ready and to just press that button and smell it I'm sorry not sorry makes the more it helps me to wake up in the morning I love it so I'm back on coffee two cups a day in the morning is probably what I can do but one thing I have maintained probably the only thing that I have maintained with absolute absolute um, commitment has been drinking lemon water every morning before I do anything else, before I drink a cup of coffee, for example. I think, because it's so freaking easy, I think I've missed a few mornings because, I don't know, just fuck it today, or ran out of lemons or whatever. But I have to say, work out, working out has not been you know, an everyday thing. Um, the morning routine, getting up early has not been an everyday thing. The lemon water has been my, my what? It's, it's been my greatest love story this year. So I've been doing that. And 
I have been, you know, um, kind of flowing in and out of having protein powder and greens every day because my eating has sometimes been great and sometimes not been great. And when it's not been great, what that really means is, I don't think it means it's not been great. It just means that actually what I need right now is to eat food that just I want to eat, that makes me feel good. Um, And when I feel like another type of food, another type of diet might work better for me, then I'll move into that. So the protein powder and the greens for me has just been about... I just have this one thing that I do every day that's pretty good for my body. Because the eating, I don't always do a great job. So there you go. One, ah, this was so interesting to me. I still don't really know what happened to my erotic energy this year. So I would say that before March of 2020, before the big shutdown I had quite a strong erotic energy and I danced a lot of sensual dancing I self-pleasured a lot I just felt it and it has been a really it has been a missing sense for me I have had splashes of it bursts of it I have had small periods where I thought, oh, I'm back, baby, I'm back. But it hasn't been consistent. And I don't, I don't 100% know why. I think some of it was that my erotic energy needs time and space alone. That has been very difficult for me to have. And I think that my body energy has really just gone into um, survival Um, pushing keep going and it has been at odds with my erotic energy so that's something that I'm still curious about and I don't know but it something has shifted there for sure Um, I feel like there's more to say on that but I don't have it all together right now mind ooh, ooh. so I did a lot of brain work this year I was in a business mastermind I did a business course I did I did a lot of events, kind of business marketing events this year. I read a lot of books. I did challenges. I I participated in a lot of conversations uh, around many things, including anti-racism. So, and I would say, here I am at the end of 2020, and I am... Uh, maybe on the cusp, maybe uh, toe in, maybe ankle deep in the water of a next evolution um, regarding regarding my life as a woman and my life in my family. So there have been um, there has been a lot of mental contortions and gymnastics and just smashing down old ways and challenging old ways and um, picking that box up and just ripping it open and then also sometimes being afraid of uh, what was outside the box and just wanting to stay inside the box. (laughs) Stay there where it's safe and where I know what's going on. So 
the mind stuff has been big for me this year. I would say the biggest area of struggle and growth for me has been around my heart and emotions. So one thing that I have learned, which comes as a little bit of a surprise and a disappointment, is that I am really negative. I have a default of negative thinking. And you know what? I did not know that before. So here's the thing. I'm also saying this. I may be saying this and everybody else is saying, duh, yeah, in 2020, everybody was negative. So that may be true. I'm not assuming that I'm alone in this, but what I do know is that I actually thought that I was way more positive. And I don't know, well, what could it have been? A number of things, unprecedented things to juggle, no distractions, no distractions, just in it. And uh, that was a big thing for me. It's, it's the thing that I, would, I really desire to leave behind for 2020, from 2020. And uh, wouldn't that be nice if I could choose to do that? I don't think I can. But what I did learn is that uh, I learned that my default is negative. And for me, the, the big, the negative hot spots are judgment, um, guilt, comparison. Judgment is a huge one for me. Self-judgment. And um, I say self-judgment, but what I really mean is it starts with self-judgment. And if you judge yourself a lot, you just tend to judge other people. So I'll just be upfront about that. Um, And how powerful thoughts are, how much power they have to shape my decisions, the way I am in relationships. I mean, it's almost depressing to think. No, it is depressing to think of, of how powerless I can feel in the face of just thoughts. And I know they're not true, and I know the stories aren't true, and, and I know, and I know, and I know. And also, the other stuff, right? Very difficult. My level of rage and grief, kind of emotional emotional stress in that way and also emotional labor was huge this year keeping keeping positive for everyone else keeping present for everyone else wanting to maintain healthy a healthy emotional space at home while everything was everything outside was unstable and scary and not friendly um so doing that with my guy doing that with my kids um I am here at the end of 2020 I'm a little bit better now but I would say about two or three weeks ago beginning of December I was just fucking done I I don't I'm not sure if I've mentioned this book burnout before it's incredible written by two sisters Emily and Amelia Uh, Nagoski really hope I get that right Burnout is the name of the book 
Brene Brown did a podcast with them, which is so great. If you can't pick up the book, listen to the podcast. And um, what is the word? Burnout. Yeah. So there is a definition of burnout that was developed by some dude, and I can't remember his name. And I won't remember the exact wording, but the gist of it was one of the signs of burnout is that you don't care anymore. You just, there's not, there, there's nothing. There's no caring left. It's like, it's like that jar of Nutella. You've eaten all the Nutella, but then you went in there with a spoon and you scraped it. And then you went in there with the, with the finger and you just licked it clean. There is nothing left. I am slowly moving out of there, but that was deep. And as I move out, I'm super conscious of needing to make changes in emotional caretaking. I got to back off. Can't do it anymore. Can't do it anymore. So the, the emotional feeling of rage, I felt more rage this year than I have in a very long time, which is saying something because I know rage and I do rage and grief, grief, uh, heartbreak. I literally, um, I might cry every day, every other day. There is such, I I cry at everything. There are beautiful stories of people doing beautiful things and would just make me sob. There are stories of incredible, um, heartache, loss, rage, injustice, death, cruelty, hate, um, poison, toxic, uh, um, sadness, sadness, and yep, cry at that all the time. So feeling the rage and the sadness has been just more, just more, more intense this year. And the emotional caretaking. Ooh, yep. Yep, I'm over that for a bit. And, oh, to manage, you know, everybody's had their different situations to manage. My situation has been managing, when I say manage, what do I even mean? What I mean is having a sense of responsibility and obligation how other people are doing and I've done a lot of work on that this year with the marriage with the kids so family thing has been really interesting for me we have you know like most things that I've talked about I have had I think my my guy and I have been closer and more connected this year than we have maybe ever. You know, memory is not perfect, so that might not be true. Feels true. And we have also had times when I have wanted to run the fuck away from it all and haven't been able to. So that's, um, if you're like me, yeah, put your hands up, put your hands up. That happened a lot this year. Um, and with my kids, ah, dealing with their stuff, their stress, their emotional craziness, 
and also trying to hold together my own stuff. It's been a lot, like all of us, it's been a lot, right? Um, so those are the areas that I looked at. I, I, yeah, I'm kind of interested in what I've done business-wise, but really the, the biggest stretching for me, the biggest struggles, the biggest stretching, the biggest learning, the biggest growth, the biggest grief and rage has all been in this, the emotional realm and, um, and in my thoughts, thoughts and emotions have really been those big places for me. And, um, I would love to hear from you. Apparently you can hear, leave me a voice message. I keep on, I just know one day I'm going to go onto my, my account and there's going to be a voice message there for me. And I'll be like, how do you even listen to a voice message? But I'll be super excited. So, um, I hope you find your way to digest 2020 in whatever way feels good. I think it's important to do because I know you have done shit. And I know that you have struggled and stuff has been hard. And I know there have been lessons in some of it. Maybe not all of it. There, um, there have been celebrations for you. Stuff that you have endured or done or persevered through or chosen or launched or started or tried. I know there's all that stuff. And, you know, I'm into celebration. I would love... Love, love, love for you to find a way to celebrate all that you have done. Because isn't it so easy to get just to be constantly tuned in to what is shit and hard? Or what we didn't do, what we failed at, what we didn't finish. So, um, celebrate this year for yourself. Be so proud of everything that you did, that you tried. Um, and it's okay all the places that you fell short because that just means you're human just like all of us and we're all we're all there we're all there together in that place that human place and I also you know what it's interesting I didn't really do a lot of goals for 2021 or intentions it's just not my vibe right now could be in five minutes or in five weeks I don't know but I feel like what I'm really thinking about is what I want to what I want to leave and what I want to take. And I wish you a beautiful ending of the year. And can't wait for us to start again in the new year. I don't have a date yet. I'm in the midst of a move, actually. I'm moving. I'm moving out of the city that I live have lived in for, I don't know, maybe 30 years to another city. And it's a huge move. And packing is not fun. Packing is like, oh my god. Anyway, it's a huge adventure. I feel so lucky and grateful that we have the chance to take on this new adventure. And it's probably going to be most of what I'm doing in January. So I don't have a schedule for when the podcast is going to start up again. As always, I appreciate so much your attention, your ears, your openness, and um, your time, which is so precious and sacred. I'm grateful for you. And thank you so much for 2020. And I will see you in 2021. Bye.